Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And welcome back to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast, where we will continue with the interview with Brian Bowden, already in progress. So without any more delay, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of this exciting interview. Bigfoot, Dogman, do they coexist in the same territory, or do they compete for the same food source? Do they, do they fight? What's your thoughts? Yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> um, if you have big, if you have big men in the area, if you have a big, if you have a bigfoot in the area, and you've seen a bigfoot, I will guarantee there's a dogman. The way it generally works is this: this is from my personal research and and what we've discovered. So bigfoot and dogman do exist. Coexist is a really interesting word because. They do respect, like you stay on your side of that fence and I'll stay on my side. Each one has its own signs and symbols to alert the other one. Like you come over here and we're going to open up a can of whoop ass. Okay. Bigfoot has the typical tree structures, the X's, the curves, the twists, um, mostly trees leaning into other things, things that are more, I would consider more naturally seen in the forest that people wouldn't be aware of. Okay. Um, they have X's on the ground. They have, uh, you know, symbols on the ground, rock, rock formations. Dogman, on the other hand, when it creates some kind of marker, and we've seen this before on an investigation, it will pull a freaking tree out of the ground, flip it upside down so the roots are on top, and suspend it up in the air with other big trees connecting it. Like, there's no way it can happen. 
like making an inverse umbrella, but with trees. That's the difference. The difference is dogman is, is literally a, a much more aggressive entity than a, than a Bigfoot would ever be. So why not a just so why not just mark territory with urine like normal <laughs> wolves would do? You mean like you do? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, mean I, guess, I guess I mean unless that is a physical a physical display of power, of power and strength and intimidation. I think it's it, it is a physical display. I think they do do that, by the way. Um, and and I also think it's a physical, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to be an intimidating uh, factor. Um, I do believe that dogmen and Bigfoot have the ability to copulate, so to reproduce. And I think that's where you get the variant that looks more like a Bigfoot. And uh, that's a whole different other Bigfoot kind of movie. <laughs> other than that's, but, uh, a whole, that's a whole different. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a different type of, of feel, but I do believe that they do have. Uh, it's like a West Side Story type of thing, Romeo and Juliet, where there are more some that have come together and have produced offspring, and you get this variety of. of that's where some of the variants come into play. Um, they're they're not they're more on the docile side of of the dogmen in general, um, but you know, going back to to legends and lore, they have fought um, usually. The dogman is something is doing something really stupid. Like they'll go into the Bigfoot territory, they'll take a Bigfoot or baby Bigfoot, or they'll cause they cause their own drama. They're poking and the they're bear. They're poking good. the bear. That's where oh, the whole. That's where that saying came right. from, right? They're poking. Oh, they're, so, so they're if dogmen, right. if dogmen travel in, let's just say that they're typical canines, and they travel in packs. Right. Okay, they travel in packs. Bigfoot, Bigfoot solitaire or travel in packs. So, I mean. Would Bigfoot be at a serious disadvantage because he's probably going to get ambushed? Well, no. Um, Bigfoot travels in more like a clan, like you call it a pack, but it's it's referred to as a clan. Very uh, group oriented. Usually, the female is with the the offspring. Males are not directly close to the females, but they'll be within an a region, an area where they can get to them pretty quickly. Um, Family-oriented. Uh, dogmen are more pack-oriented. You know, there's usually uh, an alpha and, and his, his cohorts. That's what I'm saying. Like when, you, when you had your experience, you were being guided and driven to a certain spot, and eventually one, one, another one, or if not more than the one, would have come out, and it would have been lights out. You would have been done. They, they were going to take you. Um, Dogman does go into Bigfoot territory. There's a great story. I forgot where it, um, it takes place, but there's a there was a, a, an indigenous tribe that was living in an area that had dogmen on one end of the river, and um, and Bigfoot on the other end. And they were living. You know, everybody was just living there. But what was happening was the dogmen would come in and try to steal uh, kids and eat them and kill them, whatever. So they were getting kind of tired of this type of you know, like how can they get something to, you know, stop these dogmen from doing it. So they did a raid, and they went in to the Bigfoot end of the, of, of the um, where the Bigfoot would be, and they did something to make it look like the dogmen did it. And without fail, the, the Bigfoots went into the dogmen ter- territory and just eradicated them. Like, you violated the terms. You stay on your side, we stay on our side. 
but they did that purposely so the Bigfoot would take care of the problem. This is like a mafia and type. Was, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, this would be some interesting yeah. things just to observe. <laughs> no. So, yes, yeah, there are fights with them. Um, they come in different sizes. Usually the, the, the problem with dogmen is they're, they're extremely intelligent creatures. They like to mess around with you. That's why they'll, 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 you'll hear stories where in the middle of the night, they, you know, there's a knock at the back of the door and the knock at the front door. And they're going back and forth, three in the morning, boom, boom. You don't know which way to go. They try to get you to come out into the porch. They, they're, for some reason, they don't go into your house unless they're provoked. Um, they could easily go through a window without even thinking about it. For some reason, they don't. I don't know why, but they don't. If you go out and you try to hunt these things, forget it. You're dead. If you kill a dogman, if you're lucky enough, you're a dead man. They will hunt you down no matter where you are. It, just because you see one doesn't mean there's a couple other there. And also, if you take pot shots at it, they're going to seek revenge. They're very vindictive. Um, so, like, these people, so, like, you know, um, watching, the, like, the missing 411 and stuff like that, I was just watching an episode of that yep. uh, disappearance in, in, in New York. Uh, fascinating story where a guy just disappeared, and I'm sitting there watching this going, this is a dog man situation. This guy, this hunter, he's 80-some years old. They're out with a group of people, and he just disappears. I mean, they can't find nothing. And I'm thinking, this, this guy just got carried off. I mean, one hundred percent. So I, I mean, you think uh, about yeah, you think about how many people disappear. Well, I think every I think year. David Polites. Um, yeah, I think he's insinuating that there's something right to to all those disappearances. That I think the same thing when people just disappear. Where are they going? Why can't they ever find the bodies? And most of the time, it's people that's in the woods and hunters. I'm like, there's yeah, there's, no here's way. a guy with a gun and a pack, yep. and yeah. and they don't find anything. They don't find any blood. They don't find Perhaps. any tattered clothing. They yeah. don't find his gun. They don't hear a scream. Nothing. Just Nothing. gone. Now, it happened where people, yeah, people are walking on a trail, like four or five people. And uh, in the middle of like the woods or something like that, and one goes missing. Exactly. As if like a window opened up, someone grabbed and pulled them in and then closed the window, right? And that fits into your multi-dimensional type thing too. Well, they just snag yeah. you and they're gone. Yeah. Yep. And and you know what what takes place on the other side in that dimension? Who knows? How quickly can you travel from point A to point B? You know, it gets. I think as we get more and more quantum uh, physics going and more information from the quantum physics side of the, of the spectrum, it will start filling in a lot of these blanks on the mysteries of these creatures and the abilities. I think they definitely do have an ability to travel interdimensionally. It's really strange. It's a hypothesis. I can't prove it yet. But everything's pointing to something opening up, something you know, being pulled in, and something closing right in front of your face. You know, no, it would be nice if somebody said, I saw a hand come out of nowhere, grab this guy, and he disappeared. That happened in almost every episode of Scooby-Doo, by the way, <laughs> where something opened up, <laughs> trap door. <laughs> but you, so, so back to where you think, you know, these, <laughs> they coexist. So just, now, because, uh, just because there's a dog man, though, doesn't mean there's a Bigfoot. No, it does. It doesn't necessarily mean there, Thank but goodness. in general, if you first of all, if you have deer in the area, which is a huge, you know, yeah. that's that's food source. Yeah. You're going to have Bigfoot. 
and you're going to have these other cryptids there. Because because um, we do in doing some research about the judge's experience, we did come across in that time period some other events that you know at back at that time were not shared. Right. That. Right. Led us to kind of believe that there was some sort of dog man presence in the area, but it, we've never heard anything about Bigfoot in this area. Right. So, so, so we, so and it's not I, even really a region. Like, it right. doesn't seem like it would be right. conducive to have. So, I was Bigfoot. on Shannon Legros podcast into the fray, right. and and we talked, and and based upon that, and I had no idea how big audience Shannon had, but. But through emails, because of that show, I got contacted by multiple people who were living in that area at the exact same time who described situations that were... And we're not talking about living in Columbus. No, no, no. We're We're talking talking about like... Living like within two roads of where I was at. On a road where like there's five houses. That somebody happened right. to remember from thirty years from thirty earlier. years ago because it stuck it's out like, in their minds. So I mean, it was such a weird situation that they, you know, it's it stuck with them for years. And when you start putting the pieces of the puzzle together, it, it was pretty obvious that 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 area, that geographic, had a dog man situation. Now, I don't know that they. I don't know how long they live. I don't know if they're they're transient that they're constantly moving, searching game. But there was a, at least a period of months back when I had my encounter where these things were moving around, doing things, and, and we had you know, and I don't know how many farmers would say, well, you know, we had this livestock, that livestock killed had to been coyotes, and we didn't have coyotes like right. back then, right. not like like we I do now. I wonder if that's what my boyfriend's saying because he lived off of Bethel Road, and him and his brother. Brothers were outside jumping on a trampoline, and in the woods there was no lights. But he seen like well, your boyfriend eyes. would be good. He'd be good eating. He <laughs> <laughs> feed him for a while. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So he but, he's on well, a trampoline and yeah. he sees he, he, him. His brothers did and his friends. They looked in the woods and they seen about four four glowing. Which you know where that the, you know where that woods is. Oh. It's oh. the woods behind Redmond's house. Right, and Redmond. So, and this is another guy who's been on the podcast and is a lifelong friend. He he has a his family owned a refuse business, and they were a couple right. houses down from where. Uh, Elise is talking about, and he he has told me that you know they'd go out and start the garbage trucks up at midnight, right next door to him. one o'clock in the morning, and right. he'd hear stuff back in the woods <laughs> at that time, and he goes, you know, you just kind of look back there, and you know, um, you know, you'd hear this knock on the tree or uh, a, a noise, something, you know. And he goes, yeah, time I go there, always. Yeah, and then, you know, and you think about it, those garbage trucks would be great. To draw in something that was looking for food, scavengers. Yeah. So, so what's your theory? Do these things nest up and stay for long periods of time, or are they constantly moving in search of food sources? I mean, I, this is. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, if you're talking about something that weighs anywhere from 400 to 800 pounds, how much? Jerry, meat, how do you do it? How do you do it, Jerry? <laughs> how do you do it, Jerry? So, you but, yeah. so, so how much meat does that one particular? animal need to consume per day caloric wise to survive then you got to say well okay there's a pack of four or five six however many it is how many calories are they having to consume and if they're hitting the same farms over and over again do they start to draw attention to themselves or or do they just constantly be moving into new areas what's your thoughts um they're definitely well a normal wolf 
if he is the largest bull, Koi wolves, they have a hunting ground of about a 150 mile radius. Okay. So, uh, something that is a hundred times bigger than that, um, it probably can hunt a hundreds of miles radius and they can travel that without even thinking about it. I think there's a lot of deer being taken, but they're opportunists. So when it gets to like cattle or horses or sheep, I mean, like, I'm sure if you go to a lot of local farmers there, you'll find ducks are gone, cows are gone, sheep are gone, uh, alpaca, whatever they have up there. They're going to just rip it to shreds. They're going to eat it. Most of the time, the aggressive attacks uh, come from what I would like to call the, um, the younger, the, the teenagers of the dogmen. These, these are the ones that are messing Michael around J. Fox. people. These are the ones peeking at, you know, peeking at windows and stuff like that. There happens to be... Um, like almost like an elders that they're usually more gray they're older and they're the boss uh there's many stories where um these younger turks that are feeling you know sowing their oats drinking beers at the local cemetery because they are seen at local cemeteries hence the anubis aspect of it where they look like anubis they're hanging out with the dead maybe they're feasting on the bones of people that were just buried and you just don't see it you know cleaning like like anubis has been uh, told to prepare the body for death so they they have a, a variety of different food sources but there's an elder to the to the, the pack like the out the main alpha that will call their attention like let's go you know they kind of keep them in check they're not as um aggressive uh in in the dogman type of attacks the ones that are aggressive are the are i call them the younger ones you know ones you know spit and vinegar in their bodies and they're like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go you know mess around with this person Maybe I'll eat gotcha. it. Gotcha. Um, you know, Bigfoot, on the other hand, if you go on the other end of the spectrum, there have been many stories out where Bigfoot has warned human beings that don't go down that road. There's, there's a dogman there. Um, there's a story of a lady that was walking her dog. She lived out in, you know, more of a rural country. And it's the same logging road she used to walk all the time, whatever. And um, as she's walking, she's getting rocks thrown at her. And she finds it really, really odd. And, you know, something that was throwing rocks at you in the dark, I think I'd pay attention to. Uh, but she's Because they can obviously see, see better than you can. Oh, absolutely. oh 100%. Yeah. Um, they, like, like a lemur, the, you know, the tapio is going over. Um, and this thing is throwing rocks. She was recounting the story. And she went past it, and uh, she just disregarded it. And then she had an encounter with a dogman. So it was trying to tell her, don't go up that road. It was, stop, it was stopping her, like, you, you need to go away. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know, but I can't walk up to you and say, "Hey, look, there's a werewolf." So, so that brings up an important that brings up an important piece of, of, in my opinion, evidence debate, whatever, is that Bigfoot, although carnivorous, does not eat humans, mm-hmm. but dogmen obviously eat humans. I think but, Bigfoot eats whatever the heck it wants, and it depends <laughs> on you know there okay. are. There are stories of, of Bigfoot being like, you know, going through woods like freight trains and being very aggressive. But that could be because it's going through a rut. You know, it's going through a phase. It's like, I got to get some. Uh, <laughs> I remember I, I was with the judge a couple times in college where he, he had the same mentality. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Real. So, but, you know, but, I mean, there's, there's qualities we do, you know, when you get that, you know, you get you know excited. And there are a lot of instances. Is where Bigfoots are very attracted to females for obvious reasons. Um, they're pretty. <laughs> they smell good. 
and they they also can smell things like you know. As soon as you said that, everybody looked at Jerry and Elise. <laughs> as soon as you said that, there was no. But um, hey, so, you know, I'm not a woman, by good looking. Three feet away. I mean, think about the counters they have at my friend's house off all the Bigfoots. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, well, hey, so so Brian, I let's I want to yeah. touch on these photographs that you since sure. you just sent me this. Do you want me to play the dog man scream that you just sent? If you me? want that's, 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 make sure you put it up to the mic so your, your, your our people would love hear to hear. Okay, okay, well, let's, let's, I want to, first off, let's touch base on these pictures. Okay, so I'll get back to the pictures, and it'll be easier. So, okay. in, in a couple of pictures, the ones that are nighttime pictures there, we did this investigation in 2015, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm the tech side of this as well. So, I go through all the evidence all the time, and I go from a 13-inch screen to a 70-inch TV set screen, and I blow it up, and in those photos, I definitely noticed the orbs. Um, they were very strange and odd, looked like they had some shape to it. But other than that, we didn't really see anything in it. I, I tried lightening it. I wasn't, you know, maybe I was, it's like too many times, too many eyes look, you know, look at the same photo. My buddy was doing a, uh, an interview, and we always tell everybody, go to BronxvilleParanormalSociety.com. These photos are on there. We have not touched them since day one. We always put our, our information, we put raw information, because we want people that listen and watch it to always, also investigate as well as whatever we find. If we find something that we're wrong, we'll correct it. We don't care. You know, we're not, we're, we want people to get involved. And this guy sends back a text goes and circles uh, two spots. And clearly in those two spots, because we did get that sense that night that, well, one, we had that interaction with the whoops and the rocks and the bluff charge. And two, very important, um, it, it, we always had a feeling we were being watched and, and something was just out of reach. He sends back those photos and circles them. And in one of them, it really does look like there's a, there's a Bigfoot there. Uh, you see the conical head. It looks like a monkey, a giant monkey. And in another one, you see the typical uh, German Shepherd type of ears and a snout. And it looks very Dogman-esque. And we... I go back to these photos after this was like a year ago and I go back to the photos and I go from the website as well as what I have in you know, the, the original photos that I use, not touch them. And I blow them back up and lo and behold, right staring right in front of my face is that what looked like a Bigfoot peeking out at us and also a dogman like peeking over, uh, over a fence. So those are the two darker photos that I sent you. Oh yeah. So in the, yeah. So the so these so this is what somebody else saw on the pictures and circled them and sent them to yes. you. Okay, so this wasn't right. something that you guys said. Hey, look, this is what we saw. This is somebody else. We didn't. I didn't see it, and I must have seen those photos a hundred times. I've blown them up, and the problem is, it's kind of like if you remember back in college or school days, you write yourself a paper, right? It's great, and then you try to check it, and even if you take two weeks later and try to check it, you're going to miss what's there. You need a third-party fresh eyes to see your stuff. It's like right, it's like and that's writing, what we throw out the wall. It's like writing, writing a book. you got to have, I mean, yeah. i got to have somebody edit my stuff because... Yeah, you miss typos just, and you miss yeah, all kinds yeah. of stuff. You miss everything. Yes. And it's not that we're not, you know, we literally are going over every square inch of those photos, and we just missed it. It just, I don't know if it was a mental block or what. Um, 
but we, we were alerted to it. I went back in. I'm like, okay, no way. This guy, may, maybe he put something in there. And I went to the, if you go to the website, look at those same photos and blow them up. They're there. You will see these images. You will see them there. Um, I just said to you to, just to show you some of the evidence that we caught. So after, after we had that encounter that night, we went to the second spot. This gets better. And it's beautiful, clear sky, uh, you know, no, you know, no traffic, air traffic. It's, we see a light. It's going from, I'm going to say, south to north. Um, and it looks like an orange light, like an old helicopter, you know, spotlight. And as it's walking, it's, it's flying from the right to the left. I go, what is that? We point it. We all look at it. It stops midstream and changes the direction and starts heading to us. So this object comes to us, and I'm like, oh, I thought you said this gets there. better. I thought you said this. Yeah, that's it does something. get better. Okay. okay. So, so the next thing we know, there's three of us there, and this video, by the way, that I shot of this object, is on YouTube under the Bronxville Paranormal Society. It's the UFO that we experienced there. I before I left that campsite, after everything died down and everything kind of went to normal, I was put my camera away, and I said, you know what, Brian, in my back of my head, don't be that idiot that goes in place and can't find their camera. So I put it in my breast pocket. And it's a, it, I'll tell you what it is. It's an Olympus scuba diving camera. And the reason why I took it is because there's low light conditions in scuba di diving. It has an ability to, you know, even in pitch black, to get great, better shots, clear shots of, of everything there. This thing comes out. It's hovering about 25 feet above our heads. And I, I take this out. We shut off our lights, our headlamps. My buddy goes, time check, nine, uh, 9.15 or 9.30. I think it was 9.15. Um, and we're watching this. You can hear it on the actual video. And I'm videotaping this thing for uh, about 30 seconds or so. And I've got this, and you hear this like humming sound, like a like a, a machinery, like a vibration. And the next thing you know, it disappears. It well, it shines a light on us. It hits it hits us with a spotlight. We're kind of behind trees. My buddy Al, who's the head of the pack, he's like, please don't get abducted. Please don't let these guys get abducted. I don't need that crap in my life. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm looking at this like, what the hell is this thing? It's not, it didn't sound like it was making a sound at the time, but there definitely was some kind of like a hum. Um, we videotape it. It disappears. And the next thing, we're off to the next location. When we get to the next location, we set up, which is no more than a 10-minute hike from where we were. So if it's 9.15, it's about 9.20, 9.30 when we get there. We set up, we do some some testing, Bill's filming. I hook up, I jerry-rig something to it so that he can capture it on a, a separate LCD screen so both of them can look at it and record it. And I'm doing some investigations. We're seeing uh, orbs of light in the forest. We're seeing light movement, like something's moving in shadows. Uh, we do an experiment where we see an orb over the lake. My buddy Al has a, a, red, a red laser. I have a green. We say, hey, let's shine it at the same time, see what happens. We shine it, it disappears. Um, very, very weird. We feel like we're being watched. And then we say, you know what? Let's call our psychic back in, in, in Arkansas. So um, we go, uh, time check. You know, this is about, you know, we're thinking 10 o'clock. I look at my watch, it's 10 to 12. Whoa. So you guys lost a couple? Lost a couple so hours? He's like, what? I said, 10 to 12. I said, this doesn't, doesn't make sense. We're only here for maybe 45 minutes. You know, not, you know, we just left there, you know, no more than 45 minutes. 
So now it's 10 to 12. So you guys so, did get abducted and just do not remember. <laughs> we don't know that. We're, we're, we're not aware that we did. I, I don't want to know just yet if we have. Um, okay. Please very well. But we call her up, and as we're calling her, we hear people walking as it's like a family in the woods, like on a hike, a day hike. And we hang up the phone quickly with her, and Al goes, look, turn your lights on, because if someone comes out and sees three guys with knives, they're going to shit their pants. Pardon the expression. <laughs> um, you know, it sounds like, like it was right next door, just around a bush. And we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. Like, no one shows up. So we call Cindy back. She's pissed off, like, you know, because it's an hour difference, you know. For her, it's like 11 o'clock, and now it's like 12-something. Um, and she's like, what the hell's wrong with you guys? And we explain what's going on. She goes, those people weren't there. Those people are going to be there tomorrow. You're in a time-space rip. You had, you had a rip, rip in time-space. And then she tells us we're being watched by um, uh, watchers of the forest, by elementals, uh, spirit, uh, spirits, Bigfoot, all this stuff. And you kind of see things. As she's saying, these little things in the woods start, like, twinkling and lighting up. It was just bizarre. And lo and behold, after that incident, not long after that phone call, we said, oh, let's pack it up. We're heading out as if nothing happened that night. And I swear to God, when I, when I say this, it's like we don't recall the Bigfoot thing. We don't we don't talk about the, the UFO. We don't talk about the missing time. We walk out like, you know what? I mean, it was it was all right an investigation, but nothing really monumental happened. That was our thought pattern. And normally after an investigation, we'll go to like a coffee shop or a diner. We get, you know, we'll discuss. You know, like, hey, what's going on? Kind of like Seinfeld. <laughs> so, yeah, so what happened to those two hours, and uh, how about that time slip uh, we were in tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Can I have an extra? So, so <laughs> somebody I would, I would highly recommend to get on your show, which is a very interesting guy. His name is Derek Tyler, okay. and he, he's written a couple of great books. Uh, you know, Inconvenient Truth, Aliens and Inconvenient Truth, and I don't scare it very easily. Um, and in that first book, he blew my mind in three chapters, really got me nervous. So I said, Derek, what do you think is going on with this? I sent him the video, he goes, you were downloaded, you were scanned. He, he, you know, and, and I said, well, do you think we should do a regression session? And because uh, we agreed that we're, if we're going to get regressed, we're doing it together. Not like the same time, but the same person over time. So it's, it's consolidated and we keep it personal. And he goes, to be honest, if you sleep okay at night, do you have any nightmares? I said, yeah, no problem. He goes, don't bother, because you don't want to awake what you know. So we, we have yet to get regressed. Actually, we were going to get regressed, and we were dealing with Rosemary Ellen Guiley, a friend of ours, but unfortunately, Rosemary passed away. So it's kind of like a, a synchronicity of someone saying, listen, leave this alone. You don't want to know. And frankly, I don't want to know. <laughs> um, if I do have alien children... I just want their social security number so I can claim them on taxes. So, what I want to do then, okay, so these pictures, yeah. so I've seen, yeah. I've seen the, the, the pictures of the night, and I, and we'll have you give the location so people can go look at them, because there's definitely, mm -hmm. right. there's definitely something in those pictures. I'm good. So, Okay, you're, Jerry. So you're going and talking yeah. at, at paranormal things, Elisa, and you're scared to death of the dog man. I'm terrified of werewolves and dog man. Yeah. Oh, for gosh sakes! Anyway. <laughs> Let's get to the dog man cry. I want to yeah. hear that. So I'm going to play well, this. I'm going to play this dog man scream. 
Okay. Sure, play, play the scream. I just and, want to get you, give you an idea. Picture you guys are in the woods, you're walking around, and you hear this. And so, so when did you? So when did you record the, sc- this the, is, the scream? I didn't record the scream. Okay. This is evidence that was recorded. I believe it was uh, either David or or Jody that may have gotten this evidence. They're the guys that founded the North American Dogman Project. These are good guys. This is their sole function. This this is what they do. Um, we do everything. That's the whole thing. So it's David Jones and Jody Cook who really started it. Um, and this is some of the some of the evidence that has been caught of a of what would you call a dogman vocalization. All right, here we go. I'm gonna play it here. Then, well, Lisa, uh, that is terrifying. Where Imagine you, where, being out there in the woods in the dark. You hear that? It'll start running down your leg, buddy. So, so where was that recorded at? Where was that recorded at? Uh, I believe it's up in your neck of the woods. Oh, shut your mouth! You're not saying? going there, wherever it's at. It, 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 it's in the northern part of, of, of the the country. I believe it. It, it is Ohio. Um, so, ask area there. Um, is it is it in defiance where in there's wooded area over there? Oh, yeah, there's been sightings over there in defiance. Yeah, yeah, that's where they have a dogman festival yeah. or something. Yeah, right. conference. Canceled oh, right. that. Oh, oh, we're, a while. oh, really? Okay. There was a dogman sighting a couple of years ago at the train tracks, and they called it the defiance dogman. Yep. Hmm. Yes, I know much yeah. don't like it, but I study it still. <laughs> Okay, oh, where are we going? I gotta be honest, that that that's pretty scary. That's like yeah. Can you just that? imagine being there and having that resonate coming off of the trees, something like that. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I kind of have a, a, an idea. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, I know. I know. Imagine, I'm being, to for a minute imagine being out in the, on a country road and you're being chased. And you're by yourself too. You're by yourself. Oh, Th- man, I tell I you what, though. Thank feeling. God. <laughs> thank, Thank God, whatever whatever was was chasing me did not make that sound. Yeah, he's right. You might have just fell down in the fetal position. Said, "Go ahead, eat me. I'm done." You would have you would have headed out pretty quick after hearing that. Well, you know the thing about it. You know, here's the thing: that that people, you know, people will say things like, "Well, if I heard that, I'd do this and I'd do that." that Until you're actually in it, you don't know what you would do because. When I first realized I was being, being pursued, my first instinct was just to stop. And I know that sounds funny, but it was to stop and listen, mm-hmm. observe. And I was scared yep. to make a sound. And then I was scared that if I ran, be well, what, you. you know, pray runs. And so, but if I'd have heard that, <laughs> I don't I don't know what I'd done. Well, I know, like you just laid down in the ditch. I had my you. first encounter with Bigfoot, like the howls and stuff. It was like, why didn't you record it? Like, when you hear that stuff, you're not going to think of it. We froze when we first heard it. Yeah, like, you just don't. Everybody's it, like, I'm going to do some this. I'm like, no, you're not. When you have an encounter with that, you're not going to do what you say. You're going to freeze. Yeah, it's fear. I, I, I can yep. see that. I can and see that. I don't know yeah. if it was fear, but I was more like, what was that kind of? Right. Well, yeah, the, you're still trying to process it, yeah. figure out what's well, going on. You know, on. the thing about it is, there, yep. there are people who, you know, there are people who, you know, who go out looking for these things. And so they're hoping to have that experience. And then there's That's me people, and Jerry. 
But imagine, <laughs> but you got to imagine this thing. If you were doing something in your life, whether you're hiking or running or doing whatever, and this comes upon you, that's an entirely different yep. situation yeah, than, sure than taking a team of guys out, yeah. you know, looking for something. And, and you just, like I said, until you're thrown into the crucible, you have no idea what you're going to do. Which brings me to these it, other yeah. pictures that you sent in the daytime yep. oh, gosh, yeah. that are... Who took those pictures? Did you take these pictures too? We we we, we took the pictures. What what happened was we went back. We were, we were kind of drawn back to this place because it was. So you drove the you drove the short bus back. back. You drove the short bus back to where all this <laughs> we happened. Drove the short bus <laughs> okay. right back. It was a, it was a very interesting day. We're all we all kind of called at the same time. Think of it as synchronicity, and we're like, we got to get back there. Uh, we got to go back to the to, to where we first had this encounter with this this bipedal crypt and, and look at the area over. So we, we traveled, of course, one of the hottest days of the year in summer back to this place. And um, we went to the location where we set up camp, where the rock fell, the, the, the bluff charge. We went to the top of the hill, and there there was no way in hell, looking at all the foliage that was there and the trees, that this thing could have moved that quick from point A to point B. That's what that's where the, the ability to travel interdimensionally where – if you think uh, uh, physics, go to point A to point B by creating like your own little mini wormhole through interdimensional travel is a plausibility. Um, so about 20 yards from that spot after the hill, if you go up to the top of this little hill there and you go down to the back end, there's like a swampy area there. And we start walking through the swamp and we're looking around and it's like, a, you know, like a gully, there's, 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 we're on one side of it, and on the other side, it, the woods continue up. And we're videotaping, you know, through there. We didn't have a drone at the time. Um, and we look, and we see this thing, and it's it looks like a bunch of rocks and moss or whatever. It looks like a den. And that's what it looks like. It looks like maybe there's a bear den or something like that there. Later that, that night, um, after we, we, we like, it could be a den. One of the guys tries to walk into it and you, he sinks down. He would have been dead. Um, so we pull him out. We we're going to bring a drone back to get closer to it. But this guy, Bill has a great camera, high end stuff. He does astrophotography. So he's doing space imaging and stuff. And he goes, he's watching the video and at, at his house. And he, he, uh, he lives with his mom up in New York state. And his mother comes, he goes, what's that monkey doing there? So Bill goes, what? And then he looks at it, and then he sends us the video. And as I, I take the video, and I take the evidence, he sends it the full video, I have it, I blow it up, and that's what we see. You can see in there clearly that there looks like a, I was going to say German Shepherd pup, but it looks like a pup. And oh, it yeah. looks like it's man and growling. And then to the very left, is a, it, it's just this blob of a disgusting-looking, hideous creature that looks ginormous. Like it has these huge warts on its face, and it's it's just massive, um, like a gremlin almost. And we this is literally what was behind where we were, no more than twenty five feet where we were that night. So we're assuming it looks very much like a dogman type three, which is a a hybrid between that that dogman canine esque and like a bigfoot. That's right. So we feel that this is a dogman type three den. We feel there are pups in there. Um, this is all viewable on BronxvilleParanormalSociety.com. Just look for it. It'll be an article as Dogman Pups. 
you're going to have to blow it up. I mean, we did. This is done in 1080 uh, video, and it's screen grabs from that. Um, point, I, you know, I, I think I sent you ones where I, I circled it. I said I, uh, what have you. But you can clearly see that there's something there. Oh, yeah. And so, it's, not, it's not coyotes, and it's not, it's not wolves. It's something else. So did you, so at the time, you guys didn't see the den area, right? We, we noticed it looked like a den and said, well, that looks like a den. If you look at the full video, and it's up online too, you'll see it looks like a den. And Al says, this is why we're drawn here, you know. And I said, this possibly is why we were drawn here. Um, we've, we've gone back there uh, a few times, and I brought a drone, and we've gotten close but we didn't see anything inside it anymore. So I don't know if they've abandoned it because they, we, we caught them. You know, we don't have anything monitoring at 24 seven, which we wish we could, but it's, you know, it's, it's Appalachian trail and, and state parks and people will steal things. It's not the ideal c- condition, but in the area that we're talking, there have been dogman sightings and there have been Bigfoot sightings. So, if you want to correlate to that, fun for everyone. Very right? well. No. Yeah, it, it was definitely fun for everyone. Not for me. No, but that, that was a massive, <laughs> massive creature that's in that thing. Holy moly! So, okay, so before we, because we're running out of time here, the judge, sure. judge has to has to leave, and um, he's <laughs> he's uh, he's looking very excited about having to leave. Um, <laughs> so, it. so let's so we'll wrap it up here and 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 let everybody know. Okay, if they do have a dogman sighting mm-hmm. or they feel they have a dogman sighting, besides contacting us, how they get a hold of you, how and then kind of tell us all the other uh, cool things that you are involved in, so that people can go check out uh, your other your podcasts, uh, your poetry book, right. everything. Sure, no problem. So I'm on every social media thing you can have. I'm even on TikTok. I don't know why. No, um, no, <laughs> yeah. So if, if you go uh, um, on Facebook, you can send me private messages. We have, um, I, I, it's bronxoparanormalsociety.com is our website. You can make a report. We have the New York State UFO Project. You can file a report for UFOs. We have uh, New York State Sasquatch Organization. If you have a Sasquatch encounter, and of course, New York State Dogman Project. New York State chapter is ours. Uh, it all goes back to the dogma, but we will investigate things in the tri-state area. I am also have a podcast. I do a, a co-podcast with Ronald, the cryptic guru Murphy, a great author. His books are on Amazon, and it's called Inside the Goblin Universe. It's on Podbean, and any place you get podcasts or shows, we're on everything. I also do my own show called Nobo Boomy, which stands for Nobody But Me, but nobody can pronounce it. Um, and of course it's, it's through that and as, if you want to send us an email you can send it to questions at inside the goblin universe.com we have a we had a, a we have a hotline number but it's changing right now so i don't want to give that but that's for that our books uh, ron and i are working on a couple of books right now we're it, uh, looking at a unified theory to all these mysteries and things that may get you to be able to get yourself in touch with Having some kind of connection with Bigfoot, Alien, Sasquatch, whatever, in a peaceful manner, that's coming out in about a couple of weeks. But my, I have a poetry book because I also did music um, and poems. It, it's on Amazon, and it's called, um, it's called Words and Muses, A Lyrical Life to Poetry. 
it's very interesting. Um, gotten good reviews. If you want to buy it, buy it. If you don't, you don't have to. I'm at all the conferences when they come on. So we're very accessible, and we love talking with people. Were you, um, so, were you able yeah. to were you able to take that experience at Nuclear Lake and and put it into uh, prose as far as a I figure maybe a yeah. good haiku a good haiku <laughs> <laughs> or just something we can put in a fortune well, cookie. Do not, it, yeah. do not go there. There are pros on that, and it's also there is a, a Nuclear Lake book I have coming out. Um, it's, it's almost done, and the entire story will be there. There's so much more to it because there's you know it's just an intense story. We couldn't write a better script for TV, um, and frankly, if I if I didn't experience it, I would have a hard time believing it. But I, my hand to God, all of this happened. Um, like I said to everybody else, I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. I want answers myself. That's why I do what I do. So uh, yeah, I'll put stuff out. You don't want to buy it? Don't buy it. I don't care. Um, but this is exactly what happened, and it's it's a pretty intense story. And we're trying to plan on. Even though he says he's retired, I'm getting my buddy to go out. We're going to be doing some other mini type of investigations because we still want answers. We have theories. We know these things exist, but well, I can't. We I can't believe Al out. isn't dragging you back out there after all the fun that you guys have. Uh, <laughs> Al's tired. Al's been. He, he worked. He's worked his butt off in the post office, and you know it's you after go. a while. The, family wants to get you, you know, come on, well, you know, let's have a barbecue, you know, like, no, let's go Bigfoot on me. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so I can completely, I completely uh, uh, relate to Al because I work at the post office. I don't, I'm not going out with Jerry and the judge and Jason and Lisa. You just want to use me for bait. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you what, if you guys do go out, and I, I highly recommend going and investigating, uh, go, you know, protect yourself before you go. We always sage in holy water. We say prayers before we go. We sage your equipment pre and post. Carry salt with you because it's a very good protectant. And um, I definitely recommend machetes. See, with, with these cryptids, you can't shoot these things. Um, yeah, you can unload a whole clip and then it's going to hurt, but um, they don't fear the gun, and it just pisses them off. Uh, if you have a, a machete with you, they know that that slices you open, and they're more respectful of that in general. But you don't want to have an encounter where you have to do that because I don't think you're going to come out alive. But you just want to let them know that, look, you stay there. I'll roll back out slowly. And yeah, I don't think fine in the yeah, Mortal Kombat with the dog man, you don't win. No. <laughs> I don't think yeah, so. No. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. And trust me, it just being a mailman, I know Al will have the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't. Why do I want to go looking for dogs? They find us all day, every day, anyway. Okay? Dogs don't like you yeah. very much. I mean, right? I mean, I I got a super can of mace and dog spray for this. They don't so. like you. Yep. <laughs> yep. We well, need to have you, honey, for dog man. Yeah. All right. Right. <laughs> You're our bitch. Yeah. All right, Brian. Well, hey, this was awesome. I mean, two hours good. almost flew by with. Uh, I mean, and I think we probably could have talked for another two hours. <laughs> so. I encourage everybody, go check out Brian on all social media. Check out uh, the, the couple podcasts. And um, I, I think this is... Uh, just I guarantee you we're going to have a lot of <laughs> listeners Google Google earthing nuclear link. Because <laughs> I'm doing it. Yes. I get out of here. <laughs> yes. So, so, Brian, hey, thanks. And uh, I, I think uh, you're somebody that we definitely will uh, schedule to have back on the... Uh, 
podcast because <laughs> I think you probably got a lot more good stories to share. And when did you say that book is going to be released? The, the Nuclear Lake book? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be the, uh, hopefully this summer. Okay. Um, uh, we'll make sure you know, we like but, to get in contact with you before that so you can let us know so we can uh, talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll, not a problem. I'll, I'll definitely let you know, and I, I appreciate you having me on your show. Um, I do love, you know, and, and I anybody that asks, I come on. It's not because I just want to be on the show. I know how it is to try to get guests. Some can be very difficult to get. So, um, but yeah, Josh Gates, for instance. You know, yeah, Josh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Josh Gates, for instance. He won't answer any messages, and now he's going to hear what the judge had to say about him. Forget I love him. Josh Gates. Forget him. <laughs> All right, thanks again, Brian, and uh, happy hunting. You got it. Yes. Yep, yep. Thanks, Brian. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yep. you got it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast dot go daddy sites dot com or Contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows. And tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> God only knows what's hiding in our shadows. God only knows what's hiding in our Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.